Hello and welcome to Meiwei's Chinese Medicine Matters podcast, where we share traditional Chinese medicine news, research, and topics relevant to TCM practitioners and students. I'm Lauren Koffel, and in today's episode, Dr. Kim Pirano will be discussing palliative and end-of-life care. Dr. Kim Pirano is a practicing acupuncturist and transformational coach in San Rafael, California. She's a published author, speaker, and intuitive healer. Dr. Kim's treatments and offerings aim to access the deeper inner workings of the mind-body-spirit connection to help her patients unlock the root cause of disharmony. Dr. Kim is the founder and CEO of the Integrative Healing Institute, a nonprofit education and research institution with a mission to help educate practitioners and the general public of the connection of the spirit, mind, and body in healthcare. In private practice, she treats patients for trauma, major life changes, and spiritual growth, as well as pain management and sports medicine. As a transformational coach, her work centers around helping her clients develop self-awareness, confidence, and the ability to transform their problems into opportunities. Her healing approach is to unblock misalignment in the body, mind, spirit, so that her patients can experience a deeper level and layer of their most authentic self. Free of pain, stress, tension, and full of confidence and vitality, for more information on her practice, offerings, and to receive free meditations, healing images, and more, please visit her website that is linked in the episode description, www.lionsheartwellness.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim Pirano, Doctor of Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine and Licensed Acupuncturist for the Meiwei Podcast. And today we're talking about the transformative role of East Asian medicine and acupuncture in palliative and end-of-life care. An undeniable reality of working with cancer patients is that some patients will not survive their diagnosis. The role of Chinese medicine and acupuncture in palliative and end-of-life care is by no means as researched or as studied as the care and treatment of disease and illnesses like cancer, but its role is powerful, impactful, and has the ability to significantly improve the quality of life of terminal patients up until their transition. Many barriers exist that block the use and acceptance of acupuncture as a beneficial tool for end-of-life care. This includes a lack of awareness of the modality, funding, and insurance coverage, to name a few. In addition, the ability to treat side effects of medication and disease, along with the pain associated with death, acupuncture is an excellent modality to help patients reduce anxiety, stress, and find peace with the dying process, to ultimately die a good death. Inherent within acupuncture elemental theory is the process of transition from birth to death and the life cycle associated emotional states, and opportunity for healing. By deepening our understanding of the connection this medicine has with not only the physical body, but the mind and spirit, we have a unique opportunity to help our patients not only experience relief of pain and suffering, but also an impactful and meaningful transition. As practitioners of acupuncture and Chinese medicine, working with patients with potentially terminal diseases, it's just as critical to place focus on our ability to hold space for healing process through death 
as it is to hold space for the healing process through the curing of disease. So let's talk about some barriers to end-of-life acupuncture care. Acupuncture has become a common modality in the treatment of issues like orthopedic pain or nausea during pregnancy and chemotherapy. And while this list of approved diagnoses for insurance coverage continues to grow, it's far behind the pace that's needed for acupuncture to truly serve the public in the way that is possible. In particular, the role of acupuncture in palliative care settings like hospice is virtually non-existent in the United States. Yet it is an approved and utilized treatment in other countries like the UK. Acupuncture has been found to be effective in hospice and palliative care settings for the treatment of dyspnea, nausea and vomiting, pain, and xerostomia, with statistically significant results favoring acupuncture for the treatment of these conditions. Acupuncture is safe, has low rates of negative side effects, and is a cost-effective solution for the management of symptoms in palliative care. Another barrier to access in the United States may be simply the lack of awareness of the general public and medical providers. When surveyed, acupuncturists and medical providers alike agreed or somewhat agreed that acupuncture can help provide higher quality of life for hospice patients. However, the specific conditions and knowledge of how acupuncture may help those patients varied among respondents to this specific survey. This points to the lack of sufficient evidence to support the use of acupuncture specifically in a hospice type setting. Although acupuncture is well documented in improved quality of life outcomes for many other conditions, the aspect of death care is grossly overlooked. So how can acupuncture improve quality of life in hospice care? One of the most studied aspects of the use of acupuncture in end-of-life care is in symptom severity reduction. Symptoms commonly treated are pain, nausea, fatigue, depression, drowsiness, anxiety, appetite, and dyspnea. However, not limited to those symptoms listed. Acupuncture effectively reduces symptoms in pain, tiredness, nausea, depression, anxiety, and shortness of breath, and enhanced feelings of well-being. More research is required to assess the long-term benefits and symptom reduction of acupuncture in a palliative care setting. While symptom reduction and improvement is important, this approach is still more analytical and Western in practice, and the practice of being a provider of end-of-life care is much more nuanced, delicate, and holistic than simply symptom reduction. A patient facing the end of their life has much more in their awareness than just the experience of physical pain or other symptoms. It's in this process that the acupuncturist has a very important opportunity to treat the person as a whole, seeing them in their particular experience and being witness to that transformation that's taking place. Acupuncturists who have worked in hospice care settings have described their practice with hospice patients as a departure from how they treat patients in typical context. This focus is not so much on the treatment of disease or symptoms, but on support of the patient as a whole, providing comfort to the patient. These practitioners witness outcomes in psychological, social, and spiritual experience, regardless of the initial intent of the treatment. The good death. A relatively newly popularized concept is one of the good death, or successfully dying. There isn't really an agreed upon definition of what specifically constitutes a good death, but the general intention of the concept is that one is free of unnecessary suffering and is able to transition on their own terms in accordance with their wishes, which may also include completing unfinished business with others, last wishes, etc. 
Ultimately, a good death is highly unique to the individual and cannot truly be generalized in any way. Acupuncturists have an opportunity to help contribute to a patient's successful death by ameliorating suffering and also in holding space, being fully present and without judgment for the spiritual, mental, and physical transition taking place. One aspect that has improved outcomes in hospice settings with acupuncture is the communication around expectations or beliefs around the possibility of acupuncture to help patients in this end-of-life transition. The awareness generated for the patient around the holistic nature of health and well-being helped to contribute to a better death in patients who receive the treatments. It's in this bridge of the body, mind, and spirit that the role of acupuncture can truly shine in the realm of the death transition. One way to look at how we can approach hospice and palliative care is through the five element cycle and through acupuncture and these elemental transitions. Five element acupuncture theory is one of the more cohesive and holistic ways of viewing the death and dying process through the lens of Chinese medicine as compared to traditional Chinese medicines on food pattern diagnosis. The five element approach encompasses a wide array of the spiritual, emotional, and physical experience of life and death, including the much needed nuance and subtlety. While typical modernized point prescription focus model that's taught in most acupuncture schools and practiced in most allopathic clinical care settings can be beneficial to patients in the management of symptoms, it often tends to overlook the complexities of the patient experience, especially spiritually and emotionally, and may miss an opportunity for the support of spiritual and emotional health. Transition of time among the elements. By looking at the five elements, we can have a deeper understanding of the transitions taking place and the mental, emotional, and spiritual experience the patient may be having through the process of dying. These elements and transitions also apply to the seasons of life as we cycle through the element numerous times throughout our lives. When looking at the cycles of time, we first begin with the growth of the wood element connected to our early childhood and development. This carefree experience of adolescence relates to the fire element. The earth element represents the periods of life where we experience a living death, the loss of a job, divorce, a shift within where we leave our old selves behind and step into who we are becoming. The metal element is connected with the process of dying, the autumn harvest where we have the opportunity to evaluate what is beneficial and leave behind what isn't. And the water element is the beginning and end of that elemental cycle. When there's death, there's also rebirth. Water represents the time of conception. The elemental emotions of death. Each element has its associated emotions and we can look to these stages in order to help understand our patient's experience and support them in the process. While there are plenty of indicated points for treatment and support of each emotional or spiritual state, it's most helpful to support the patient with presence, the cultivation of safety and compassion. When seeking specific points for treatments, we can think about treating the associated element and looking to more metaphorical point descriptions, which we can intuit based on traditional descriptions and the names of the points. Understanding the emotional connections with the elements gives us deep insight into the death and dying process and what is possible when healing of these elements takes place. Water is connected to fear and wisdom. The water element is associated with the emotion of fear and survival. In a healed and aligned system, the water's element's virtue is wisdom. Fear of death and fear of the unknown are two aspects of the dying process that connect with the water element. 
When water is not flowing smoothly, it begins to stagnate and freeze, causing an excess or sticking of fear which can block healing and contribute to suffering. Wisdom as a virtue of the water element is an aspect of surrender, the surrender of our ego's will to the will of the Tao. This is the healthy flow of water, where emotions like fear can arise, yet they aren't grasped onto and they're allowed to continue to move and flow. This system is also connected with the collective unconscious. There is an inherent wisdom within the ebb and flow of the process of life and death. By healing the water element, the patient can experience more free flow and less grasping with the experience of fear. Wood is connected to anger and forgiveness. The wood element's associated emotion is anger. It may also be associated with the act of repressing one's emotions. Anger is the up and out motion of wood, whereas the repression of emotions is the stunting of the growth of wood. In a healed and aligned system, the virtues of wood are humanitarianism and passion. Anger is a common emotion in the process of death, and the act of repressing one's emotions is also a common experience because such intense emotion can feel so overwhelming. By working with the wood element, we help to initiate the smooth flow of chi, that free and easy wanderer. The release of anger and the movement of repressed emotions. Justice and injustice are also associated with the wood element, and it can be easy to see where the feeling of injustice can be experienced with the knowledge that one is dying. With the smoothly flowing wood chi in the system, forgiveness is now a possibility. Forgiveness is not the acknowledgement and dismissal of what happened was okay, but the release from the energy of the interaction. Forgiveness is an essential step in the death process. When reaching this place, anger falls by the wayside and the essence of forgiveness is embodied, bringing a sense of peace and closure. Metal is associated with grief and release. The emotion of metal is grief and its virtue is integrity. The function of the metal system is all about breathing in and then releasing, letting go, and the actual process of death is a function of the metal element. A healed metal system allows the patient to fully release, to say goodbyes, to let go of any unfinished business and release the grief that is present through the process. Metal is associated with, of course, actual metal, but also gemstones and crystals that lie beneath the earth. An aspect of the metal element is how we experience the richness of life, the luxuries and lavishness in our own unique way. In healing the metal element at the end of life, it allows one to soften and be able to acknowledge the richness and worth of the life one has had. Earth is connected to worry and connection. Sympathy, worry, and shame are the emotions connected to the earth element, and in a healed system, the virtue is empathy. This is the element that helps one feel at home, connected to others and feel seen and heard. Earth is the universal mother energy and the experience of feeling alone or disconnected from others during death would be a sign of imbalance within that earth element. As the earth element heals, one is able to experience gratitude for all they have received, feel grounded and connected to others and the process of life itself. Healing the earth element at the time of death allows for peace and the sense of completion. Fire is connected with joy and the journey home. Finally, the element of fire, our joy, and the seed of our Shen, our spirit that connects us to the all that is, God, source, the Tao, the universal consciousness. The virtue of the fire element is compassion and connection. It is the experience of having an open heart and an openness to all that is available. The Shen is one aspect of the spirit that continues on beyond death 
and the physical body. And when one has a strong connection to it, this can help to carry us over that transition of death with a soft and joyful release. This is the experience of going home that is often spoken of. The open-heartedness and peace that one already knows and remembers where they're moving on to next. Generally, when the patient has worked through the emotional states of the previous elements, the connection with the Shen is simple and easy as the creation of a calm and emotionally pleasant home for the Shen has been created. Vulnerability is another aspect of fire emotions, and this is present during the time of transition where one can open to allowing themselves to truly be seen by family and friends during this important time. The experience of the soft joy of the good death is a completion of the element cycle and one of the most complete and full expressions of the element of fire flaming softly into the ethers. In conclusions, hospice and palliative end-of-life care is certainly a unique and highly specialized field of work, and acupuncturists should not shy away from the opportunity to support patients through this transition if you feel called to do so. While the modern medical system in the United States falls very short on the inclusion of acupuncture in the care of terminal and end-of-life patients, it should not discourage you from moving forward with outreach and collaboration with other death care providers. Diving into the nuanced, holistic, and multifaceted elemental theories in the practice of acupuncture and Chinese medicine will give acupuncturists a deeper understanding of that mind-body-spirit connection and a heightened awareness as to how to approach their practice in death care should they be called to this work. Death, like birth, is a beautiful and open and important experience, yet it's often shied away from due to fear, the unknown, or hesitation. When we open as a practitioner to all opportunities to support patients, even when those areas of life trigger fears, this can be a powerful healing and transformational experience for the practitioner as it is the patient. Healing does not require a disease or symptom to be cured, diminished, or removed. Healing is simply the transformation of energy and consciousness from one state to another, no matter how big or small. It's the process of learning to connect with yourself in any situation. In understanding this fundamental principle of the art of healing, support for the terminally ill can be implemented into practice and create an incredibly supportive environment for patients. Today's episode was written and read by Dr. Kim Pirano. Links to Dr. Kim's written article and her website can be found in the episode description. And please subscribe to the show. It's a great way to show your support and to hear when our next episode comes out. In next week's episode, Susan Johnson will be talking about aging eyes and the flower bone points. Until then, take good care of yourself and your patients. Chinese medicine matters, and so do you. Hi everyone, Lauren here again, wishing you a happy and healthy May. As many of you know, Chinese Medicine Matters is the podcast of Mayway Herbs, a TCM online store and dispensary where practitioners can ship directly to their patients. This month on Chinese Medicine Matters, we're focusing on women's health. We'll explore a wide array of topics related to women's health at different stages of life. 
So stay tuned for informative episodes you won't want to miss. And we're excited to offer a special discount on our Women's Health Formulas category the entire month of May. Practitioners use code WOMEN24 at checkout on mayway.com to receive a 15% discount. And remember to sign up for the Mayway Herbs newsletter for exclusive content and ongoing promotions. The episode description includes a link to sign up. And thanks again for tuning in and supporting Real Chinese Medicine.